Welcome to Just Relax, a podcast where we take that advice seriously. I'm Rachel. And I'm Heather. And we're just two millennials trying to chill out one experiment at a time. Just relax. Namaste and welcome to Just Relax Podcast. <laughs> I was gonna say, and that's why we drink, because that's the that's the podcast I've been binging lately. <laughs> this is ours. I know, I know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I just like listened to their Sunday episode today. So it was really good. We can talk Sunday. about that later. Yes. Um Namaste, Namas Bays and Tranquilites. Good day. Uh, good day to you. Good we started this Skype conversation with me talking in kind of like old English salutes. Yeah, I couldn't respond very well. I just started that was, I thought it was adding good. thine. and I literally just said, good the... evening, fellow thespian. I think that's how I started it. Yes. What is a thespian? <laughs> a thespian? Let's look up the Merriam-Webster approved definition, because that's my favorite. But as far as I know, a thespian is someone who is either involved in or excels at or loves the arts. Oh, I identify. Thespian, actor. Actor, impersonator, player, trooper. Uh, Relating to drama. I am dramatic. I'll take it. Thespian to Zai. Love it. Love it. Perfect. So, shall we just crack on, if you will? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Trying to, I don't know. Okay, okay. Trying okay. to jazz things up. Uh, what's just on you out? I'll just get get to the That's to the point. To do. <laughs> what is stressing me out? Hmm. Actually, you know what? I had a super great day, so I'm not stressed right now. I think what is stressing me out currently in my life is kind of like time management. Mm. I feel like I have a lot of stuff in a week that I want to accomplish and it does not always get accomplished for various reasons. And actually, uh, if I remember, I will touch upon this when we are doing our like mid challenge review. Okay. Um, but basically it comes down to the old saying, there's just not enough hours in the day. And cause there's so many things like I want to accomplish and I just can't manage to granted. I do like take time to do stuff that, I guess I mismanage it. It's not like I don't have enough time. I just give more time to stuff that I maybe shouldn't. That's the thing. I always say you make time for the things that matter to you. So if you're spending more time on one thing and less on the other, you just have to be like, ask yourself, am I doing this because I care about it? Or am I avoiding something else? Mm Mm-hmm. Preach. Preach, sister. So it's just like, Um, Because I work 12-hour shifts, and that's a new lifestyle for me. So there's not a ton of time around your shift in terms of, like, uh, when you're waking up before your shift slash, like, when you're getting home after your shift, right? So it's, like, what do I do with the precious four hours around that? And usually I end up doing not what I should do. Because, like, after a 12-hour shift, you don't want to, like... I don't know. You don't want to come home and, like, fucking work out. I come home and I crash on the couch and, like, watch Netflix. Obviously. Obviously. Who is going to disagree with me on this? No. 12 hours is a long-ass time to be doing something and being, like, cognizant and, like, present. So you definitely (laughs) earn some couch time after that. Right. So, like, that's just kind of what I'm doing or dealing with. Or it's, like, I'll have a big plan for a day off and then I won't end up accomplishing, like, what I want to. Like, I'll accomplish some of it, but not all of it. Maybe because, like, I don't know, it just wasn't aggressive enough in my productivity or I get caught up with a Netflix show. Or, (laughs) I don't know, you just end up doing other stuff, you know what I mean? End up taking your dog for, like, an extra long walk or something and you're just like, oh, well, there goes my afternoon. Too bad I didn't get to filing that paperwork, right? Oh, darn, oh, darn. Right? And, like, again, that just boils down to what you said. Like, you make time for, what did you say? You make the time things that matter. The things that matter. 
Which is so interesting because if everybody just stops and thinks for a minute, like, what are the things that you spend the most time doing? And then that's, like, a weird way of thinking about what matters to you. So it's, like, I spend the most time chilling with my boyfriend and my dog. Those things matter to you. Right? So the next most time at work. Which that can be, like, whether or not it matters to you. But I guess if you're there, having a job matters to you. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's probably true. Right. I like to eat, so... Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, if you don't, you're a, not a tranquilite or an Amis Bay, so. Sorry. Sucks to suck. Um, I think that's, like, really what's stressing me out right now, but I can't really think of anything else. What about you? So instead of looking at the overarching what is stressing me out, I'm going to start picking out some moments because I feel like that's, like better for me now because I don't want to keep going over the same things being like oh work oh this oh that so like here's a moment where I did not keep my chill so I went to the renaissance festival last weekend okay it's boiling hot outside you went to a renaissance festival I went to a renaissance festival I've never been to one it was the Colorado renaissance festival it was the last day it was on for the season so my boyfriend and I trucked ourselves down there like an hour and a half south of where we are and just to totally triangulate myself but I feel like Denver is Denver and I didn't give up give up too much information but so we went down there and if you've never been to Renaissance Festival I imagine it's like everybody who you identify like who you see and you you're like oh they they enjoy video games like that's Mm. the kind of people that go which I'm totally chill with those people like I respect it and they get all dressed up so they're wearing they're like elven clothes and their wizard clothes and their old timey clothes. So I was deeply disappointed because I thought it would be a historical fair. Like I thought it would be like oh. yes, let's celebrate the Renaissance, like a <laughs> time period festival. Hell no. Uh-huh. It was like it was like, you know, just all the video games coming to life and like very like wizardy, but like in a very tacky way. That's my opinion. Eating turkey legs. And then there was a lot of stuff that they, like, pinned to being, like, historical, but wasn't, like, you know, I don't know. The stuff like, throw the tomato at the guy. Like, that's the... Oh. Yeah. Anyway, so, I'm sitting on this hill watching the joust. And they, they did a very good job of being theatrical, and that was probably my favorite part. So, I was sitting on the hill. I had my, my cider in one hand. I had a bottle of water nearby. I was just chilling in the grass. It was great. Sun was on me enjoying the show this lady behind me who's fully dressed as like a an elven fairy mashup wings and all taps me on the shoulder and they turn around and i'm just like oh yeah hi and she's like hey can i have that water it was my water but in the moment i was like oh maybe she just got her water so i'm like whatever we're on this hot hill if she needs my water like i'll give her my water so she takes my water and then she starts like, I turn around and I'm watching the show again. She starts washing her hands with my water, but it, like, is on a hill. So she ends up dumping the water on me. So, essentially, this lady stole my water just to dump it on me. Oh, my God. So, I turn. I'm just like, did you just did you just dump the water? She's like, no. No, I didn't. I didn't. And, like, I, I was just like, okay. So, then I was like, I'm, I'm like, oh, I want to, like overreact like I want to freak out I'm getting really stressed about this I'm soaking wet I'm on this hill I like can't escape there's a crowd of people and they're all like looking I don't want to get up and leave so I just have to like sit in this wet damp mess and then drive home in a wet dress and just a wet butt because this woman just dumped my own water on me as you could probably tell I was pissed off because the moment the show ended she got up and like ran away like Because she probably knew I was going to be like, wow, you you just dumped, you dumped your water on me. Actually, it was my water. So that was a moment of stress. Yeah. But I handled it well. Well, I didn't, like, totally bring her out. I just gave her, like, a really dirty look, which, like, you know, isn't ideal. She's probably maybe dealing with something or whatever. Whatever motivated her to, like, do that. She Maybe she didn't think, like, oh, gravity goes downhill. If I dump this water on my hands, it's going to, like, stream down onto this girl. No. She didn't think about that. But anyway, anyway, so I was stressed and angry, but uh, made it through. 
it did kind of ruin the rest of my day and it like kind of spiraled into some like other things that made me really upset you know just like irrational like everything's going wrong like Mm -hmm. so I didn't love that and that like is something I'm currently working on is like not letting one stress and one moment of like you know unfortunate events make my whole day ruined right how do I do that I don't know. I think I just have to be more cognizant. Like, I was really good at that before, but, like, lately I'm not great at managing um, stressful moments, which is weird because we've been doing all these challenges, so I really do feel like my stress is changing. Like, I used to carry it very, really physically, but I've been being so proactive about, like, working that out and, like, finding time to relax my muscles and, like, going to physiotherapy and, like, using all these different techniques to, like, manage that. But now my stress is manifesting as, like, anger and, like, overreaction. So... So next thing, one thing leads to another. One door closes, another opens, and here we are. I'd be pretty upset if I was also (laughs) in that situation, if we're being completely honest. Right. And, like, I am trying to think what I would even say if, like, some stranger came up and was like, can I have that water? I'd be like, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, for a second, I didn't really realize. I didn't, like, identify it as mine because it was, like, a generic bottle of water. It was, but, like, I was like, oh, maybe, you know, she was sitting in the spot beforehand and, like, right. whatever. And, like, I wouldn't – I don't care that much. Like, to me, like, there's enough, like, water taps around this festival that I wasn't like, oh, my gosh, if I give away this water, like, I'm going to be dying right. of thirst. So that didn't bother me too much. Um, but it was just, like, what she needed to use it for. So, and, like, I'm pretty sure I heard one of her friends say, too, I don't, is that yours? Like, something like that, like – what why are you taking that water (laughs) like obviously it wasn't hers so well damn I mean at the end of the day is it a big deal no it just like is annoying and that's yeah like think about not letting those things be big things yeah which is why we have this podcast and why I'm trying to be proactive about dealing with my stress okay (laughs) uh so that was your stressful moment this week Yes. One of them. Yeah, one of them. But um, one that's like I can definitely like identify off the top of my head. That's uh, that was unpleasant and stressful. Fair. That sounds definitely unpleasant and stressful. Also, even without the woman pouring the water, I think just being at a re- Renaissance fair would be unpleasant and stressful. That <laughs> was honestly kind of strange, but I respected it. I thought it was really fascinating to people watch. Like I saw so many oh, for boobs. Sure. I saw so many boobs. Like they full. Were just out. Yeah, because, like, they're wearing the Renaissance outfits where they have those, like, white shirts and they just, like, smush them. So just, like, smushed. Not out, but, like, fully, like, <laughs> like shelved, you know? Yep, yep, I hear was, you. They were moving all about, like, in the sun. Just everywhere. And just a lot frolicking of in the sun. Yeah. A lot frolicking of... Frolicking breasts. But I did find out my boyfriend looks really freaking good in a wizard hat. That's Which weird. is, like, super weird because he put one on and I'm just like, why? Why does this work? Why does this look good? <laughs> so that was worth the price of admission and worth getting a wet dress. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> is there a photo evidence of this? There is. I'll send it to you directly, but I won't. <laughs> you won't post it? You I wouldn't appreciate it. Even though he, he does look really good. He's confident <laughs> in the photo, but... <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so one good thing came out of a Renaissance fair. You know that your boyfriend looks good in a wizard hat. Yep. (laughs) Okay. That is what you can write on his headstone. Looks great in a wizard hat. I've been doing this thing lately where I hear lines and when I hear them, I'll be like, that was on your headstone. That's your headstone. Oh my gosh. It's just so funny to like think of like the amount of shit that my boyfriend says that I'm like, that's what I'm putting on your headstone. Like for sure it's that line. Keep a notebook of like all these one liners. Right? I really should. No, but it's so funny. Looks great. Looks great in a wizard's hat. Yeah. That's a great one. (laughs) I mean something to be remembered. I really think that we should start okay, my tangent. I think that we should start putting more clever things on tombstones because it would just make being in a cemetery more enjoyable it would make death a little bit of a lighter topic because you could constantly joke throughout your life what's going to be on your tombstone 
Yeah, I agree. And I I was talking about earlier being death positive. I think that is something that is important mm-hmm. for us to be and, like, be more comfortable with that. So, <laughs> yeah, I just sent you the picture. Oh, my God. Look at that. He, this is, like, a model face. He's, like, got a smolder going on right now. But, like, was I wrong? Him, no. He looks you, good in a wizard hat. You, If you put robes on him, he could look like a professor of hmm, what would he be a professor of? I want to say potions, but only because I think of like broodingness. Right. Brewing and brooding. Mm-hmm. He is the potion master wizard. Beautiful. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell him I think he looks great. I will. I will. Yeah. Anyway, so we should dive right into the next part of this podcast where we talk about the topic this is why people are here so let's... the thing that stresses us out so the over the big thing this is this is a big one and we brought it up last episode so it was only fitting that we like kept that momentum because we touched on a lot of the topics so we're going to be talking about money and all the stresses that come with that Whew, and granted it's not even like we could do this justice because there's so 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 much that can cause money stress Um, just off the top of my head, it's like, oh my gosh, it's even an overwhelming thing to think about how stress inducing money can be. It is stressful to have too little money. It is stressful Mm -hmm. to have too much money. It is stressful because could you, I could imagine having like so much money and not knowing what to do with it, not knowing like what kind of investments to make or having this like massive amount of money that you want to do something good with, but you've got to like, it's a lot of pressure to like be able to spend that money properly. But then if you don't spend it because you're too pressured to like invest in something good, then do you feel guilty for not spending this money? Now it's just sitting there doing nothing. I'm just saying. Oh, I want that kind of stress though. I'm just saying like, yes, I know you're right, but everything is relative. That's true. I shouldn't say that because Maybe someday I'll have to deal with that. Oh, oh, no, no, no. It all only help. <laughs> um, it is stressful to ask someone for money. Yeah. It is stressful to be in the position where you owe someone money. For sure. It is stressful to be the person who has decided to financially support another person. True. True. It is stressful to discuss finances with anybody. Period. Period. <laughs> But full stop. I mean, something that I've like really appreciated as I've like grown into adulthood is I've made a point with my like best friends from home. We always talk about money openly. And like, so I don't do that with all my friends, but you know, my best friends from home, like if we catch up, we're just like checking in with finances. Like, what are your goals? Like, how's this going? How is this going? Like, and I really appreciate that because I think it does take that, you know, taboo taboo out of it. Um, but I think that only works because me and those friends are in similar situations where we all have like good full-time jobs and like benefits and like a pension, like, or a retirement savings plan of some kind and like a 401k, you know, for me, cause I work in the States. Um, or an RRSP. Yeah. So all those things, you know, allows us to have that relatable platform. So that's why it's like easy for us to talk about it probably because, you know, another stress is just like, your situation and your social group and just how they differ and that could cause some weird tensions like on a small scale it's like you know you text your friend hey do you want what do you want to do this weekend I'm thinking of going to the show tickets are 60 bucks is that okay like you know that might be okay for you but you don't know if that's okay with them so you have to do this like song and dance of like you know so you might learn to understand where they're at at some point but it is stressful like it's stressful to be on either end because you don't want to like force someone to feel like they're pressured to do something and you don't want to be the person to have to say like hey I actually can't afford that right Mm -hmm. it's always like it's very taboo to talk about and it's hard um it's so interesting that you say that like with your best friends you have a pact about always talking about money because it's like with most of my friends, I don't talk about money. And even some friends we've acknowledged like, oh, we don't talk about money because it's a taboo because we were just like raised being mm-hmm. taught not to talk about money. Yeah. And it's like, do we want to start now? No, too uncomfortable. Cool. So it's just like, cause there are the, the things that you were talking about where it's like, you guys can do that because you're all at the same kind of like place in life. 
mm-hmm. where you're all in similar situations, but it's like, man, it is hard to not compare yourself to others when it comes to talking about money. I know, and I think especially in your 20s, like, that plays into the stresses of being in your 20s, because, like, I remember a year ago, I was like, shoot, I'm not saving for retirement. Ah! And I'm like, holy shit, I was 23. Like, yeah. barely getting a handle on my student loan. Like, who was I? And I think you were actually someone who was just encouraging. I think you, I've always seen you as someone who's money positive and, like, understands that you can be self-educated and, like, figure it out, and it's not as scary as it seems. Yeah. Um, because at the time, I was being so aggressive with my student loan that I didn't put investment or money into anything else. So right. it was this draining pit. And I regret that because it's like I didn't properly set myself up in a way that made me feel like confident about my finances, but instead felt like I always had to like fire all my extra cash at this one target. And then like, okay, once that's done, I move to the next target, which is like mm-hmm. not realistic or sustainable. And yeah. it is extremely stressful. Yes. Yeah, money is very stressful. Um, I was really bad with money for a long time. And then because of that, I was obviously really stressed about it. (laughs) Because that's typically, those things go hand in hand. Being bad with money and stressing about money, it usually, like people who are good with money don't stress about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're confident in your education and the way that you handle money, regardless of how much you make, like, you shouldn't really have to stress about money because you'll always understand how to, like, financially support yourself, I suppose. Right. So it's like, you really, like, you only really stress about money when you have no fucking clue what you're doing. Yeah, I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. Like, can I give a quick example? We're just going to talk about finances right here. I'm not going to give, like, divulge all my details. I am an idiot. Yep. Because <laughs> Sorry, here's the thing, <laughs> like, okay, so <laughs> I have two accounts right now. I just moved to the state, so I don't have, I'm not able to get credit. I don't have credit cards right now. Um, you know, it's just the difference of, you know, different uh, social security or whatever. So um, I'm going to try to get one. I just haven't like really been into that, down that rabbit hole yet. So yeah. I have my one account, like a checkings account where it's just regular spending money and then a savings account. So what I've been doing is aggressively funneling all my money into my savings account and then putting a small amount in my checkings account to then say like, Rachel, this is how much you have to spend. Only spend this much. Okay, got it, good. Not accounting for all the things that could possibly come up. Like for example, if I'm traveling for work and like, you know, some payment didn't go through and I need to like use my card to then like get reimbursed, whatever. Like I don't accommodate for that. So I just come in these situations. Like this morning I had a notification that said my account was with overdrawn and I got this extra charge. And I'm like, well shit. Yeah, because I didn't, I did not think for a second of all the other things that are coming out of this account because I'm too busy funneling my money into the savings account for no, no good reason. Like I have no reason to aggressively funnel into the savings account besides my anxiety around money and feeling like I need this lump sum in a savings account or else I'm a failure. Right. Wow. So how do you budget realistically? (laughs) I don't know how, because I say, Here's a here's amount of money you should be able to, you know, buy your food and buy whatever you think you need within these two week period. Here you go. But yet it's never the right amount. I think it's scary to actually sit down and look at what you spent. Because I know for me it would be there's a Starbucks in my building. I I know for a fact I'm gonna be like, how did I fucking spend $150 at Starbucks. It's because I'm a trash person and I hate myself. So I'm just going to stop doing this budgeting thing right now and go cry. Like, I know (laughs) that's the reality of it. I just don't want to face it. And like, okay, yeah, I need to get literate with my finances. And like, I can only imagine like the stress that I had. The thing is, I had less stress when I had less money. They say more money, more problems. And I do think that is true because when I was like in university or college, if you're an American listener, <laughs> I always now say like college, college years, college. Yeah. Um, but when I was in university, I, you know, I had my part-time jobs and I was living like the paychecks I got were the 
paychecks I spent. I wasn't saving a single thing. I was just saying like, okay, here, I made this much money from my barista job. So I'm buying these groceries and this little thing that I want. And then I'm good because I, I constantly saw the same amount. And it was like really easy because I, I never wanted more because I never had the means to get more. Right. right. But now it's like, oh, so you're saying I could do this thing. And I also think like it's really hard, you know, when you're when you're basically with somebody who wants to travel all the time because it's like, you know, and that's the thing about relationships too, right? It's the, the main thing people fight about is money. And it's like, I think it is stressful too when your partner makes more money than you because they might want to do a lot of things that like for them, it's not a second thought, but for you, it's like, wait, I have my own goals. And like, it's really hard to continue to rise to this occasion. Um, and they might not see that and they might not want to like easily adjust to that. Um, because it's like, you know, if you're their partner, they want to do all the things they want to do with you. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how do you say, look, I do want to go to this fancy dinner, but like, I can't afford it. But that also doesn't mean I'm trying to make you pay for it. Like, what what else can we do? And that's that's always hard. I agree. I think one of the hardest things is that people have different priorities when it comes to money. And so like, there are people who will spend a lot of money on this thing, but then not on something else. And I think that's where a lot of like money stress comes from is that like you value, like you think this is enough to spend this amount of money on, but other people may not see that. So I think the value in things is really difficult because like, I will always value traveling. That is never something I will say like I can't afford because I will put so much other shit on the back burner to be able to go on a trip. Like, especially if you give me enough notice I will always like think about what else could I do with this money? And like, it will almost always never be like, it will never value as like equal enough value as traveling. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, I'm the kind of person, cause you know how people joke all the time. It's like, Oh my God, let's go on a trip here. And it's like, yeah, okay. And then you never do. Like I'm the kind of person where if you ask me like, Hey, like I'm like, it's August now. So it's like, Hey, next summer, I'm thinking about, like, planning a all-expenses-paid, like, trip to Mexico. Like, do you want to go? I'd be like, yeah. And then, like, I w- I'm never the kind of person to, like, say yes and then, like, go back on it. That's true. I remember for San Diego when I was like, hey, want to do this crazy thing and go to California in January? And you're like, yeah. And then we just, you did it. Like, you did yeah. it. You, if you can make it work, you make it work. And, like, I think it's the same thing with what we were saying for... You make time for the things that matter. Yes. It's like you make it work for the things that matter. So by saying, you know, and I'm using that fancy dinner example, like to say, hey, I can't afford this. It doesn't mean I don't have the money for it. It means I am not prioritizing this because I have this goal and I'd rather spend my money on this. Exactly. Because um, it's like there are people, you know, there's always people who are like, how does she spend money on that when she doesn't even have enough money to do this or how can he go out and spend all of his money on this when he can barely afford blah 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 and it's like those are just priorities and sometimes people need to spend money on shit that like means a certain something to them and they're like there's emotional money spending and it's like yeah you could be in a really tough bind but if what gets you through is like a seven dollar fucking starbucks drink at the end of a week that's what you deserve right you know what i mean so it's like unfortunately money is hella hella emotional oh for sure and it's I don't love that I'd rather be like disassociated from it but right it's so easily emotional because it gets you those things that are emotional triggers too right like it's um we all have those things that we say to ourselves like you know like growing up my parents they were always and I think you learn a lot from your parents on how to be like literate with finances like my parents were never super transparent, which I was fine with. Mm-hmm. But they always said, like, you always talk to your partner about, like, finances. And they always said, like, no matter what, we'll spend what we want to spend on food. Because to them, it's like, we would rather, if we needed to, like, cut back on absolutely everything else. But when you go to the grocery store, like, you buy what you want to buy. Like, you yes. eat what you want to eat. Because they'd rather sacrifice everything else but have a food, like, a fridge full of food. Yeah, And so that's like their emotional trigger too is because, you know, they had their grandparents grew up in the depression and they always like really um, felt close to that feeling of like, 
you always have a fridge full of food and that's like just the way you yeah. have family and that's the way you support your family. Um, so that's an emotional trigger for me. Something that I absolutely love doing, something that I absolutely love doing and like won't falter on is I love going to thrift stores and people might think, oh, that's like what? five dollars no I spend money on thrifting like Mm -hmm. I do it very often and I do it very aggressively and strategically Mm -hmm. so like to me it's like a whole day's activity and I'll easily spend two hundred dollars in a day because I'm not going for like the bags and bags full of stuff I'm going for like yeah I maybe got you know a Kate Spade purse but it cost me 50 bucks versus the 500 and what have but I get such a rush and like feeling of like satisfaction because I saved a certain amount even though I'm still spending a certain amount so for me that's something that I'm always like thrifting is emotional for me like it's always something I've done as a silent time for me to think through my problems I don't typically go with other people but it's my emotional trigger that I always want to have money for like even if I'm traveling like I, I, I love to go to thrift stores like while I'm traveling too because I feel like it's a great way to be connected to that place and have something to remember it that's like practical as well so we all have those things hey my namas bays I just want to remind you to rate review and subscribe to our podcast it's really important that we get more followers so definitely make sure you know whenever you're listening to us put it in your Instagram stories tweet at us you know, check in on Facebook or whatever you have to do, but make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Leave us a review with a challenge idea. Maybe slide into our DMs with a topic idea that you'd like to hear us rant about. And at the end of the day, you can always contact us on Facebook at Just Relax Pod, Instagram at Just Relax Pod, Twitter at Just Relax Pod. Our Gmail is justrelaxpod at gmail.com. And you can always find us on our website at justrelaxpod.com. So mine is very complex because like my thing as equally as it is getting like, so I feel like I've recently discovered what you were just talking about, but in a slightly different sense. Mm -hmm. So you like going into the stores and finding like these incredible finds that it's like, wow, this could have cost this much, but I'm actually paying this much for it. And it's like a gem in the middle of a desert kind of situation. Right. And so have you been on Facebook marketplace? I have. So I have recently discovered the kitchen appliance section of Marketplace. (laughs) And I'm like sitting there and I'm looking at these like amazing, like, okay. So today bought a bread maker because ours broke like two days ago. Bought an air fryer because I've been obsessed with air fryers for so long, but they're so fucking expensive. And tomorrow I'm picking up a juicer, like a a $300 value juicer the amount of money I am saving on these things and like I'm yeah but how much are you spending though like that's but like stuff that I (laughs) no 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 so we went and picked up this fucking bread machine today let me see how much it retails for so we are obsessed with making our own bread we really like it and we had a bread maker that was fantastic my mom gave it to me when I moved here almost a year ago and do you think I used it the entire time I lived alone no so uh as soon as I got a boyfriend we were like let's make bread so we've been making a lot of bread um and then it like broke oh he like went to put it in um or went to like turn it on or whatever and it just like wasn't it just wasn't just wasn't doing it it wasn't and so he was like texting me he was like I'm so sad blah 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 I was like, okay, well, we'll get a, we'll get a new one. So I was like, oh, well, and I like called my mom to like, see if she could, I don't know, literally help in any way whatsoever. And she was like, oh, you might just have to go and try to find a, um, another one at like a thrift shop or something. I was like, yeah, that's true. Could try that. Could try that. Lo and behold, there is a bread maker, a very good quality bread maker on Facebook Marketplace. And so I'm like, yo, we need this fucking bread maker right now. And it retails for like, like 140 $140? How much did you spend? 28 28 
I know it's a rush. It's such a rush. It's such a rush. It speaks to something in me that's like so primal. Like yeah. it's, it must be some like hunter gatherer or something where I just feel like so satisfied. Yeah. And it's awesome because so, like I find with clothes, it makes me like feel good to know that like this outfit would have cost this much. And I love it. Like, but the thing is like, I would love if people were like, oh, wow, look at that brand name shirt you have that's so great i like it so much but instead i'm always just like yeah i was thrifted i buy everything thrift stores from thrift stores it was two dollars you know like i i don't let it just like be i'm like here revel let me tell you (laughs) yeah exactly um see that's where i'm the opposite of you because with clothes that is where i like my full price high-end stuff Oh, yeah, like, you talked about this with Jess, that you, yeah. like, really get satisfaction from those things. I feel, and this, maybe other people will relate, maybe people will think I'm a terrible person, but I feel best about who I am, and I think this speaks to how society raises us, yeah. when I calculate the, um, like, so I, like, put on an outfit, and I'll be, like, casually going through it my day, and, like, I'll just take a moment to calculate how much each piece cost, and, like, the cumulative, like, how much my how much what I'm wearing is worth and it'll be like my shoes my socks even like down to like my bra and underwear like am I wearing something I got at Victoria's Secret full price because that shit's expensive Mm -hmm. so it's like I feel best about myself when I'm wearing an outfit that's over $500 okay would you still feel equally as good about yourself if it was worth that much but you paid significantly less I don't think so that's the Why? thing. I like that I paid for it. I get it, kind of, because it's like, yeah, you earned it. Like, that's the thing. But yeah. for it's me... something about, like, I have this money and I will do with it what I want. Sorry. That's fair. That's that should be the intro a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll make, I'll make a point of that. Good. Um... But yeah, for me, it's just like I would I'd rather not spend that amount, but still get the like good quality look and like feel like, you know, I'm, it's a nice quality item without spending that much because, you know, those prices are so arbitrary. Like we know mm-hmm. that like those prices are just slapped on and it's supposed to create this like buzz around it. And it's supposed to feel like it's elite, even though it's like the exact same materials that everything else is made out of. Mm-hmm. So... I can kind of understand, but I'm also just, like, I'd rather get the same feeling of, like, wearing nicely structured, well-fitting clothing without spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Fair. Fair. But, but if that's what makes you feel good, that's what makes you feel good. Teach their own, right? So, let's quickly talk about debt. Because I feel like, you know, it's great for us to be, like, money is stressful. But I'm like, oh, my God, my savings account, like... True. Fuck that, because like so many people, like not having a savings, it, it like it's so normal. Like I've heard conversations on the street. Actually, pretty recently, I was walking behind these two women who are probably in their mid to late twenties, and they said like, "Yeah, I really like my job. Like I'm not saving anything, but I'm I'm not like in I'm not like acquiring any debt either. So I feel like I'm in a good place. And that's so real. Like I feel yeah. like we." are constantly treading like you know sometimes we're living and it's our lifestyle is more expensive than what we're actually earning sometimes we're just scraping even and like all of this is okay but the levels of stress like vary and I mean I've had debt before I'm assuming since you were a student you've had debt before um, before so um, yeah we still got now. it we still got it but now it seems a lot more like manageable because I have a regular paycheck that's the thing. I'm not, I used to be extremely stressed about my um, debt. Mm-hmm. And I have everywhere from like formal debt in terms of like owing the, like a student loan through the government. I have banking debt just through like lines of credit and credit cards. I have like what I would call personal debt where it's like I owe my parents money. Mm-hmm. And like when you take, So it's like thinking about those all individually, it's like manageable, 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 manageable. When you like lump sum it all together and if you like grand totaled my debt, it is a scary ass number. Yeah. And the thing is, what I think a lot of people don't realize is that there is such a thing 
as good debt. There is debt that you have that you are paying back regularly and on time that is building up your credit. That is not a detriment to how you live because it's not going to like get any worse as time goes on. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so there is debt that you like should feel like you should pay it off really soon. And then there's debt where it's like, okay to ride that debt for like 10, 15 years. You know what I mean? It's like, I'll slowly pay it off. What I like, I'll pay more than the minimum. I'll pay like, I don't know. Let's say the minimum is like three seventy five a month. It's like, I will pay $500 a month. I'm committed to doing this for the next nine years. And then like that just becomes your norm. And so it doesn't like impede the way you live. You know what I mean? It's not like you're accumulating anything negative and you're just really building up your own credit. That's so, true. It's a good way to think about it. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. so my boyfriend is kind of freaking out because we're moving in together and he is privileged enough that he has zero debt. What? Yeah. So he learned about my debt and is like, not gonna lie. <laughs> He's like, that freaks me out. And I was like, that's fine. But I have literally lived with debt for like a solid decade, like 10 years at this point. Yeah. And like, I've been in much worse places. Like I feel good about my money situation. Like I feel mm-hmm. confident. There've been some times in the last year where it kind of started like riding a scary precipice, if you will, because like, I didn't get a job as soon as I wanted to. So that put me in a bit more debt than I anticipated. And, you know, there's always things that are going to pop up, like going over train tracks really hard. Now you need something done on your car. It's like, well, there goes $500. Like that sucks. But it's like, as long as you are educated and are confident in your finances, like none of this shit should be too much of a burden. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I mean, just... For me, like, I I have my student loan, which is one thing that I pay the Canadian government for. That's one thing. But, you know, as I was going through school, I wanted to do a trip after I graduated and I wanted to study abroad. So I opened another line of credit. And that's what I use to, like, ex- like fund those, sorry, fund those experiences. And uh, I remember being so stressed about it. So I went to Ireland for a semester and I had this student line of credit and that my father co-signed for me. And I managed to live an f- entire semester abroad and only spend 4000 Canadian dollars. Yeah. Because I was so hyper aware that it was debt. And that it wasn't just going to come back to me without having to like work hard for it. And it was such a pressure for me that I didn't go on a lot of extra trips that my friends were going on at the time. And, you know, it was just such a, a point of contention for, like, my me and, like, my mm-hmm. own identity and self, self-worth. self And now I look back on it and I'm like, well, shit, like, I should have maxed it out and had a great time because those, those t- years in my life were so important. And, like, I wish I didn't just, like, shackle myself to that, which is so... It, it just comes and goes, right? So like That's the thing. I rapidly paid those off so quickly once I had a full-time job in the summer and like just like threw the money on there and it was fine. And like, was I hurt for it? No. Actually, when I go into the bank and talk about credit, I have great credit and that's partly why because mm-hmm. I was so diligent about paying that back. So that stress did motivate me to do the right thing, but I also wish, wish it didn't, you know, hinder me from just like understanding that you know money doesn't have to be the be all end all when you're I mean but that's also a privileged thing to say it to right a hundred percent like I had access to jobs that like allow me to pay it back but it's it's a fine line like you can let it like take over or you can just like accept it like you know I could have just accepted it and not gone on those trips but not like beating myself up about it either yeah it's all really hard to say the least but a lot of this does come from like places of privilege um because it's like why do I owe my parents so much money because I had the privilege of when I was accepted to school in Scotland they lump sum gave me a year's worth of money to live off of and they I'm privileged enough to have parents that would do that for me that have enough money that they could do that for me um and that I was able to live pretty, like, unencumbered. Like, I never once 
wanted for anything when I was in Scotland, which is a lot to say. And that's the other thing with money. It's like, I find myself sometimes when people are like, oh, I bought this or I bought this or yeah, I just got a new this. It's like, I'm calculating in my mind, like how much do I know that that costs? Or it's like, when I hear like my friends bought a house, I immediately like go look on like realtor.ca and see what other houses in that neighborhood are costing. And I'm like, okay, how are they doing this? How much do I know about what each of them makes? And you look up like the average amount that like, I'm just like, I'm not like obsessed. I'm not crazy with it, but it is like just something that gets to me. Cause I like, like just to know how much people are making, what they're spending it on, how can they afford to? And it's like, I always end up like telling myself, oh, you know, what? I'm sure their parents helped them. I'm sure like, there's right. no way they could have done this without this. And that's the thing, because we don't talk about money, we don't know how people are realistically doing it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wish we did, because it's like, well, shit, then we would know, like, how people are achieving these goals. And if it is by help from their parents, like, that's one thing. And then you can feel like, you know, like, oh, I understand that now. But instead, with, like, social media, again, we're seeing all these lives and these big moves and these big weddings and these big houses and this big nice cars and all this stuff. It's like, how did they actually get there? And we don't know. We just see it. So then we, like, beat ourselves up for not achieving the same goals. When if we were transparent, you might actually see, like, the debt that they have or, like, the way they they saved. And maybe something mm-hmm. we can learn from that way. But we just don't talk about it so we don't learn. Exactly. Oh, it feels like a reenactment of the death talk. Guys, let's be money positive and death positive. Yes. We've already accomplished being sex positive in 2019. We're doing it. We talk about it. It's fine. 2020, death positive, money positive. see it. I see the future. We're going to do it. Okay, Rachel, are you ready to express how you feel about a week's worth of working out? Yes. So I have been lazier than I would like to be because I really hope that with this challenge I would like jump right into it and like get that resurgence of energy that I had because so six months ago my life looked very different and basically I didn't have a big social life or a lot of stuff to do outside of work so what I would do is I would go to the local gym and I had like an all-girls section and it was great and beautiful lighting and great music and great equipment and I would spend hours there because it was like my thing to do and then when I would go home after that I would like look in the mirror and be like you killed it today you worked eight hours you worked out you like ran you lifted weights you feel strong you did a great job and that was like my satisfaction and like confidence that's where it was coming from Mm -hmm. so I was hoping that through this challenge I would get back to that feeling but um I'm in a very different place now and I think I'm like realizing that um so I'm working out but I'm like really just like putting on a podcast and just like doing the workouts that I know and they're like the old faithful trusted workouts and I'm not like pushing myself beyond that at all right right so I went to the physiotherapist today and I was talking to my physiotherapist about this I was like hey like I've been pretty lazy with my workouts and I really wanted to like get into it and push myself and all this stuff and she's like no I'm actually really happy to hear you're not like pushing yourself I I want you to do exactly what you're doing and I was like, what? But I'm like, what? I'm like half-assing it. Like, why would you encourage that? And she's like, basically told me because I'm listening to my body. And if I don't feel like throwing weights and throwing out my back and like doing these crazy extensive things, then that's probably not a good thing for me right now. Like, it's mm-hmm. okay. Because she says, as long as you're moving, that's like work. That's that's work for your body. And that's enough. Like, when I went and saw her for an hour today, the things we did looked so minimal, like just like, but it was all about tension and using smaller muscle groups and like really honing in. So like, I feel like I've had an intense workout, even though it was like, didn't make me drip sweat and get all like red faced. Right. So I think that's a good lesson, but I do think for the second week, I'm going to like push it with cardio because I think the unhealthy thing for me is trying to push it with weights when I'm finally getting to a good place with my strength and my costochondritis so what I'm going to do is incorporate like really good cardio and and I'm going to try and take a class as well because there's lots of um, workout you know uh, gyms and biking classes and all these fitness groups around me so I'm going to just pick one and try it so that might help me stay motivated 
Right. So what about for you? Um, well, this is how I'm drawing it back to what I've said at the beginning of the podcast. Not enough hours in the day. So unfortunately, this past week, I've been really busy at work. And like I said, 12 hour shifts. So I'm working 12 hour shifts. And that doesn't leave a lot of time in the interim to go for an hour long walk. Right. Especially because like you said, you make time for the things you want to do. Yeah, I totally see that. Like, I don't, I don't know if I would be able to do that either. Like, because yeah. when, when you need to eat in order to have the energy to work out, like you'd have to eat properly. And that's something that I struggle with and I have yeah. a more consistent schedule. So like you need to eat before you work out and you need to make sure you're like decently rested or else it's all just like kind of futile, you know, you're not going to get any benefits from it. If you're like really just like excessively straining your body instead of like building strength. Yeah. So I feel like that's fair. So what are you doing to like So that being remedy that? said, um, first of all, I'm going to not do an hour's walk. No. Instead of doing it for a time, because I feel like the time limit thing kills me a little bit. Because like I'll go for a walk, but I'm like constantly checking the time. I'm like, has it been a half hour yet? Has it been oh. half or has it been 45 minutes yet? Has it been an hour yet? And it's like, I'm preoccupied with how long do I go for? Because a lot of times, like, w- like I'll start walking in one direction somewhere because I don't know, like, where it maybe leads. So I just walk for, like, a half hour and then turn around. And then I know it'll be, like, a half hour back. But, like, those last, like, few minutes when you're, like, looking at your watch and you're just like, okay, just going to keep walking for three more minutes and just turn around like a psychopath and walk back. Like, it's a, such a weird feeling. So instead... um, I went to my surgeons today for a post-op appointment and he was talking to me about healing and like what I can look forward to, if you will, for my knee future, which is almost guaranteed to be kneecap arthritis because of where my knee sits. So he said the best way to combat that is by keeping the muscles in your legs strong. And he said, work on your quads. He's like, make your quads your priority for the rest of your life. He was like, so start riding a bike. And I was like, cool, I hate riding bikes. But my boyfriend took the liberty of coming up with like, like doing all this research and like finding other quad like centric exercises and stuff. So it's like on the days where maybe I don't have time to go on like, cause I want to start measuring by kilometers for walks. So like a two kilometer walk, then I will like stay in and do some like quad centric exercises or some like little cardio or something. Something that's like low impact on my knee, but is still getting my heart rate up because that's the goal at the end of the day just anything that gets my heart rate up is like what I hate and also try to attain yeah I, I from the like walking that you have done have you felt like it's done anything for your stress or stress management there have been moments where it's like you know you're on your walk I'm going on walks with my boyfriend so like the one day we went for a walk by the beach and he had never been there so that was just like nice to just like be together and like walk by the water and you hear the like lapping water and all that so it's like cute and romantic and then I start to like check my watch a lot because I'm like okay we've been walking for like 25 minutes five more and then we're gonna turn around okay and he's like well why don't we go this way and I'm like because I don't know how long it takes to walk that way so and then I become anal about it um and then we also like went for a really nice walk on like a nice evening uh just a few days ago and like it's it's there are moments of nice but it just becomes like this overpowering of just like being occupied with this time or like how my knee is feeling like I'm very trying I'm very much trying to listen to my leg my knee so yeah that's always hard but weirdly enough just to like give us a throwback to our other challenges the challenges that I am maintaining for stress um what's the word I'm looking for mitigation mm-hmm is silence mm-hmm. and CBD. And those are good things. And my hydration. I started making homemade iced tea. Yeah. Because I realized I have like all of these dry loose leaf teas in my cupboard. So I've made like a bunch of them. Like there's so much fun to make. That's amazing. Control, like how much sugar goes in it. Like if it's caffeine free, like it's fantastic. So like right when we stopped the hydration challenge, my skin like freaked right out and I was like oh you're gonna not drink water well take this and it just like 
went to shit. And I also, like, was having a dry throat all the time. Like, I feel like my body was like, what the heck? We were just getting used to this. It was awesome. So that's one that I, like, really incorporate now all the time. So that's a good one for me. But I find, like, with working out, does it make me feel like a huge stress relief? No. And I think it will once I'm back into the mood of, like, going hard and, like, really burning that energy. Um, But I'm not trying to force it because I feel like I'm just going to, like, not get there. Um, but I'm easing, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I'm like starting to like appreciate the feeling of like sweating again and like wanting to push myself. Um, but really what it's doing for me is like, it's like great me time where I get to like, I have a yoga studio in my building and no one really uses it. So it's like this big room where I have like just the equipment I need. The weights don't go past 15 pounds, which is just perfect for me. I'm not trying to be a bodybuilder over here. I'm just trying to like be strong within my own means. And it has, like, exercise balls and, like, yoga mats and, like, a, a bike, like, that is not electric, but one that you, like, power yourself and you can adjust the weight. And it's really nice to just be by myself and, like, with the mirrors and, like, I get to look at myself and, like, appreciate myself and, like, know that, like, I've come a long way. And, like, even if – I remember when I first walked into a gym, I would look at myself and, like, absolutely hate it because I'm, yeah. like, I'm a stick. Yeah. Everybody here looks so good and healthy and I'm just, like, a stick. And I hated it. But now I appreciate because I've been working out for like a year and a half pretty consistently. And like, I appreciate the muscle definition I do have. And I appreciate that I feel strong and I feel capable to do these exercises. So that's really positive for me. But I know for a lot of people who might be trying this challenge, like, that's not the feeling they get. They instead feel like, oh, I hate seeing that person because it's not where I want to be and not where my ideal is. Um, So I started like looking into this this is one program that's kind of a new fad there's a some youtube videos on it but it's um on it's not about body body positivity it's about body neutrality so it's the Mm. it's the movement and concept that you're not like pushing to be super body positive because then you go through ebbs and flows where like you feel only positive one day and then negative another so instead it's the neutrality of accepting where your body is now and understanding that you're moving just to to be healthy as it is but not just to try and aggressively change yourself right so that was really nice that is um, really I think cool. it's because, uh, let me try and find what it's called so that's something to look into if people are feeling i really like that great. idea that's so interesting i've never heard of that before but i think it's maybe the direction that society needs to start taking yeah because like i feel like for body positivity it feels like the there's certain people that are the the faces of body positivity and they all kind of look the same mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know there's just like you don't have to feel positive about your body all the time to like appreciate what it does for you yeah that's true you can just feel neutral about it i'm trying to find i'm just googling body neutrality but i know there's like one person who's kind of the front runner but i don't know where it is well if you find it we can post it okay we can tweet it. Okay. So follow good. our Twitter to see if we can find that and post it. And if we can't and you guys know any cool like body neutrality videos, like send them to us. Yeah. It's a cool concept and um, it's good to keep that in mind that, you know, you don't have to work out to change your body, but you can work out to appreciate your body. Mm-hmm. Yes. So coming forward this week. What, you're going to just push myself to like sweat a bit more and like actually be more proactive about like taking it one step further. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to come up with more realistic time management goals for when I do work and when I do have stuff going on and to think about that and like not beat myself up for not like going on a walk like I said I was going to and just like do any movements, anything my physiology physiologist anything (laughs) my surgeon I don't have a physiologist does anybody anyways um anything that my like surgeon said I should do or whatever so it's just gonna be like about movement about moving my knee and getting back into like regular body movement I feel good about this it's all about adjust adjustments and like yes adapting wow it really what we need so I'm happy about it. I feel that's like that's beautiful. It's beautiful. All I right. I love that. So everybody save save your monies or spend it on things that make you feel happy and move however you feel like it and uh, have a great week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay.
Bye. Oh, wait. Have a namaste, <laughs> namaste. And have a tranquil night, tranquil lives. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to us complain about all the things that stress us out. It's like we're best friends already. Join us next week to hear us bitch about more things that stress us out. Until then, just relax.